morning, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Web Minister Nathan Jones of Lamb and Lion Ministry. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale Station. We ask that you keep us in prayer for our technology and that everything will go smoothly with our program today. And well, today we're going to touch on the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 53 of the Suffering Servant. We're going to talk about who this might be referring to. Is this prophecy about the nation of Israel or could it be referring to someone else? I want to encourage you all to stay tuned and keep us in prayer. Our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. Feel free to call in or text in with your questions or your comments. But before we continue today's program, I want to ask my special guest, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to, Pastor Vic. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, to understand what you are teaching us, Lord. Give us your Holy Spirit so that we may have these words clearly in our minds and hearts and be able to live our life worthy of you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you for all the people listening in, and we just thank you, Lord, for Pastor Vic and all the good folks at T-Wave and Calvary Chapel. I'm sure in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. You're tuning to the Truth of Second Free Bible Prophecy. Radio edition, Dick Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about Isaiah 53, the prophecy of the suffering servant. Today's program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. Again, we want to thank those of you that are watching us live via twitcasting.tv, there, twave.tv, and as well as twave.org. We thank you for your prayers as well. Before we continue today's program, once again, I want to welcome my special guest to today's program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on this edition of the program again. Hey, brother. It's great to be on again. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All the way from Texas. We love technology via Skype, Nathan. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, the only thing that's missing is having you here at the studio, but it's great to have you on. I know it's been a whole year now since I've been able to come to your studio and see it. You guys have made some incredible advances since then. And I'm always amazed at all the great technology you use to get the gospel out. Oh, thank you, Nathan. It's, so, it's great to connect with you guys, and it's always exciting every week to see what God is going to share to myself and the listening audience through what He's put in your heart as we talk about such an incredible topic of that in found in Isaiah 53. But Nathan, before we continue, I wanted to ask you if you will briefly maybe share a little bit about your ministry for maybe someone who's tuned in and they're new to our program, so this way they can take advantage of the wonderful resources that you guys offer. Well, certainly. Uh, people can uh, learn about Lamb and Lion Ministry through our website at lamblion.com. That's L-A-M-B-L-I-O-N.com. And uh, there you can watch our television show, Christ of Prophecy, which is broadcast on 17 networks. You can uh, read lots of articles, follow on our blog, join our social groups like Facebook and Twitter. And uh, just get to know us because we want to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of this ministry. And if you love Bible prophecy, you want to know more about God's prophetic word, check us out, lamblion.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan. And for those of you that are watching us live, that information is right there on the big screen. Check out their website. Uh, wonderful, wonderful information. A lot of wonderful events uh, to take advantage of. So, Nathan, Mr. Before... Vick, I saw that you have a Bible prophecy conference on a pretty snazzy commercial. Oh, you like that commercial, right, Nathan? Yeah, did you make that? <laughs> yes, we did. So thank you so much. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying to keep up with the great technology that you guys have. <laughs> so when does your conference start? 
actually, Nathan, I'm trying to figure out which one uh, you were looking at because we're trying to have ours on December uh, of every year. So I'm not sure which one you got there, you know? Uh, your commercial was uh, you and Chuck Smith going through Revelation on Wednesday night. Oh, so maybe that's actually the, uh, maybe that was referring to our Wednesday uh, Bible yeah. prophecy that we're doing in the book of Revelation. That's possibly that one. So maybe it wasn't the conference. I'm sorry, I get so used to conferences. I get conferences and regular church services confused there. But no. so every Wednesday night, people can uh, come to Calvary Chapel and and learn Bible prophecy. Actually, yes, the truth will set you free, actually, Nathan. As you know, we have two ministries here. So, yeah, they can drop in here by the studio. And we're actually making our way through the book of Revelation. And believe it or not, I stole part of Dr. Reagan's um, uh, uh, booklet that he gave me. And we're using some of those resources. <laughs> Well, hey, praise the Lord. That's what we make all those resources for us. And pastors can use them and teach their own congregations about the. It's just so rich to read about God's prophetic word. Man, 31% of the Bible is Bible prophecy. God wants us to know the future, and we're excited about that. We want people to be excited too. Absolutely. So, Nathan, yes, we've, uh, we're also very thankful. We, we, we really are glad that you mentioned that because we want to encourage our viewers and our listeners. Man, if they can make a hold, uh, if they can make their way over to your website, Nathan, and get hold of Dr. Reagan's commentary there on Revelation, and the booklet is a wonderful resource. Certainly, uh, they can also go to BibleProphecyResources.com. We have a wealth of materials there for group study, home study, personal study, so people can get to know what God's prophetic word is all about. That is amazing. See, I didn't even know about that resource, Nathan. So thank you so much. I'll be checking that out. Yeah, just put the store on our main menu and that'll take you there or just go right to BibleProphecyResources.com. All right, awesome. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing those wonderful resources and we thank our viewers and our listeners. We encourage you to take advantage uh, of those resources. Of course, we're going to be touching on a very important subject matter that some people feel confused about, some people try to ignore, and some people try to disregard the reality of what we find in this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 53. And of course, uh, Nathan, this is an incredible, incredible passage, and we want to encourage everyone to turn there. And Nathan, will you be able to open us up there in Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 5, in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible, this way they can follow along with us? Certainly, certainly. And, and Pastor Nick, i got to say, you picked a fantastic topic to talk about. Isaiah 53 is chock full of prophecies about the Messiah. Now, a little background here, Isaiah was written by the prophet Isaiah. And he was back about 700 B.C. at the time of King Hezekiah. And so the prophecies that were fulfilled by Jesus Christ 700 years later, many of them Isaiah gave. And they are fulfilled in such amazing detail that only Jesus Christ could be the Messiah, the Son of God, our Savior. And Isaiah 53, as we go through it, I think you'll see how much Isaiah proves that Jesus is the Messiah. It's uncanny. I mean, details and things that that people wouldn't think are important, Jesus gets dead on through his life. And so Isaiah 53 is so important. So I'm going to start reading it, and I'm going to switch over to the NIV this time because uh, it's got a lot of notes that I particularly uh, like to look at here. But uh, So in the NIV, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that should, we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one whom the people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. 
Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that was brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Ooh, amazing. Nathan, I can understand why you have lots of notes prepared for us, because this is just packed with incredible uh, prophecies right here. Can you talk to us about this? Well, <clears throat> again, the, the subject matter of Isaiah 53 is about the suffering servant, the, the Messiah who will come and take away the sins of the world. Now, in Isaiah's time, the, the second coming prophecies where Jesus comes as a king to set up his millennial kingdom, and the first coming prophecies where Jesus came to, to die and to be, uh, come back to life and save man's souls, those got all kind of jumbled together. So by Jesus' time, the people were, were pretty confused when here Jesus came as the Messiah doing all these miracles. They thought he would overthrow the Roman government. Right. And yet, he was killed and crucified and then he resurrected again. They were all confused. But then they could go back to Isaiah 53 and other chapters and say, Oh, now we understand. The Messiah had to die first for our sins before he comes into his kingdom. And so... For the people of Jesus' time, they, they didn't understand the prophets, but Jesus' life filled so many prophecies that after his resurrection and ascension, they finally understood. Mm. So, let's get into Isaiah 53. Because it, like I said, man, it is chock full of Bible prophecy here. So, here it says, Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? In other words, people just, like I just said, didn't understand that, you know, why is Jesus right. dying? Judas is scary. Uh, betrayed and abandoned Jesus because he didn't think Jesus was living up to the Messiahship, the verses about him coming as a king. Instead, Jesus was fulfilling what we were reading here in Isaiah 53. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. In other words, the Messiah didn't come all grown up as an adult and ride in as a king. He grew up, you know, as a baby. God gave up his son become a little baby and, and raise up just like every the rest of us. And that's what it said. Those are the prophecies in Isaiah seven and Isaiah nine, uh, Nathan. So you're right on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, there's a lot of others. Isaiah four two, I think, is a, another good one there. And uh, in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of the survivors and the Israel. Uh, in other words, he, Jesus was the branch, or the he's also the branch of David, but he's also the root of David. In other words, God created the human race, he created David, but then he also descended from King David. So here Jesus is growing up like a tender shoot, and some people have tried to interpret the term dry ground, you know, maybe uh, dry ground meant it was a spiritually vacuous time period, or maybe because he grew up in Nazareth, which is some right. you know, <laughs> tiny little, you know, big town, 500 people or so, you know, maybe that's the meaning. But you know, here's where it really gets interesting, the rest of verse 2. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Mm. Now, Isaiah 52, 14 also made that prophecy. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form beyond, marred beyond human likeness. And Isaiah was prophesying the time when Jesus Christ would be beaten, he'd have his beard plucked out, he'd be punched in the face so much, he'd be given this crown of thorns, crushed in his head, his face would be covered in blood. And it says in, in the New Testament that when Jesus was presented before the people to be judged whether he should be released from Barabbas, that he was so disfigured, nothing to look at, 
And uh, they weren't even sure he was a man anymore. He was still wow. small and beaten. And here the Bible was prophesying that, that the Messiah wouldn't be attracted. The people that look up to the beaten Jesus say, oh man, he's beautiful, he's gorgeous, we need to put him in as king. Instead, they were like, oh man, he doesn't look like a man anymore. He's so disfigured. Wow. There was no beauty or majesty to attract him. And some have taken it even further to think, uh, believe that maybe Jesus as a person was kind of a homely person. He, he uh, chose a body that really wasn't terribly attractive. And, you know, maybe he was short and bald. Uh, and it kind of throws us off. Or we think of Jim Caviezel or, you know, some of these other great, great actors who portrayed Jesus. But there's a good chance that Jesus wasn't a very uh, good-looking person. You know, Nathan, that's a, that's a very good point. Because sad to say, every portrait that we find of Jesus, I mean, he looks like this buff, uh, good looking, blue eyed. <laughs> I didn't see any of those in Israel. <laughs> Not at all, no. Other than sometimes he's a picture that's emaciated, especially by the Catholic Church. Overall, you know, he's a pretty decent looking guy. He's got that beard and long hair, and right. you know, he's putting his hand up in some you know, gesture of hello. And, and that's not the case. But the idea was that, that when Jesus came, there would be nothing physically right. to attract us to him. Uh, take, for instance, King Saul. The, the people wanted King Saul as king. He was a head taller than everybody. He was huge. He was handsome. He was a warrior. Everyone, oh man, this guy's got to be king. But he's just, he's just incredible looking. And you see corporations today, and churches even, where the pastors or the, the CEOs are big, tall, good looking guys. And, and everyone's like, oh, you know, they must be great because they're so good looking. But God didn't want that. He wanted when Jesus came that people, they, they wouldn't be attracted to him for physical reasons but by what the spiritual things that he talks about. Wow, Nathan, what an excellent point you're making here, because, you know, and even today, that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to be attracted. Uh, his beauty is his word, right, Nathan? His Holy Spirit living exactly. righteously, and I believe those are the attributes that we need to uplift regarding our Lord. Exactly. You know, God made it, for Jesus coming, he made every way possible for people not to turn to him for material or physical reasons. Yes. I mean, think about it. He was born in a stable, you know, where the animals eat. He was placed in a trough, which was a, a, a manger. And uh, he was born to the poorest of parents, peasants, a, a teenage girl. He lived a life in exile for a while in Egypt and hiding. He grew up in a hick town. Uh, the, there was always controversy around him because it was believed that Mary and Joseph had Jesus out of wedlock, and therefore there was all the the scandal that went around there. Uh, of course, he was a Jew from Galilee, and Galilee was a despised area of, of Israel at the time. And you know, people, what good could ever come out of Galilee? Right. And so, there was nothing about Jesus that would attract you. He had no money. He just had the clothes on his back. But, you know, he lived out in the wilderness most of the time as he and the apostles traveled. There was nothing to attract us to him physically. But it's irrefutable that Jesus is the most world-changing person, if I call him a person, ever to come through human history. Over a billion people worship Jesus the Savior today. And that is important. Jesus has changed the world and it had nothing to do with his physical appearance, the money in his pockets, or anything like that. It was purely by what he taught and the love that he should. Nathan, what are, and today everything is about being hip and being cool and trying to attract people, right, with the trendy things as opposed to the Word of God and the beauty of His Word. Exactly. I think that's a fantastic lesson, Pastor Rick, that you bring up, is that we should think that's important. We spend a lot of our time chasing physical 
uh, things. You know, we want to have the best clothes, the best cars. We're always getting facelifts and hair dyes and <laughs> anything that, you know, we try to be cool. Even in, in ministry, you know, we try to be cool to attract people to God's Word. But Jesus didn't do any of that. Amen. He just taught God's Word. He showed people love. And by that, people were attracted to Him. And his message. Nathan, that is awesome. And of course, anyone that is watching us live via T-Wave.tv, they can see that that's not the case with me because I don't have any hair or no homeliness. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you're cool, man. You're a very cool pastor. I would go to your church just because of the coolest town. Okay. You are cool, but the what you teach, you teach the Bible yes. straight out of the Bible. You show love to people all the time. And I think, Pastor Vic, I'm not trying to make your head swell or anything, but you are a great example of how a Christian minister should be because by your by the love that you show people, by the Word of God, that you're fiercely devoted to teaching the whole world of God and only the Word of God, that people see a little bit of Jesus Christ through you, and that attracts people to God. And I think all pastors should yes. function that way. You know, you can have a fantastic 100-person choir, you can have the best band in the world, you can have the trendiest-looking church sanctuary, but it's nothing if you're not showing God's Word in love and you're not portraying Jesus Christ as the Bible teaches. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan, for that. You know, and I really appreciate that because that is one thing that we believe. We need to uphold His Word. This is really what's important. And if we're not showing people the Word of God and, what, and teaching them what the Word says, we're doing a disservice. And that's why, Nathan, it's so good because you're opening up our eyes to this incredible prophecy, to the reality of what Jesus really was like, what he looked like, what happened to him. And even up to today, Nathan, you mentioned people are confused. Even the Jewish people, they don't accept this as uh, talking about the Messiah, right? Even today, uh, the Jews absolutely despise and reject Jesus. Uh, I mean, we read about verse 3. He was despised and rejected by mankind. I mean, here their king came, fulfilling all the prophecies that proved he was a king. He was healing them. He was showing them love. He did everything possible to prove that he was the Messiah, and yet the people of his time and the people even today reject him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. I mean, isn't that amazing to think that here we've got the God of the universe with us, who's showing all the love possible. And yet he was despised and rejected by those who he came to show love and to say. Wow, Nathan, you know, it reminds me exactly of what the Bible talks about there in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, when Jesus came. He was the light of the world, right? And yet people rejected him. They, they did not understand the light. And, and even today, there's people out there, right, Nathan, that are blinded. They still don't see the truth of who Jesus is. And that's why we keep them in prayer, right? That the Holy Spirit will open up their eyes to see the truth. Exactly, exactly. And they, they need to understand, too, as we read through this, how amazing it is that Jesus fulfilled these prophecies. Now, there are 300, <clears throat> excuse me, 300 general prophecies, 109 distinct prophecies, there's 109 prophecies in the Old Testament that have explained different aspects of the Messiah's life. Now, for Jesus to be the Messiah, he would have to fill all 109 prophecies to the letter. You know what, brother, he did? He fulfilled not only all 109, but mathematician Peter Stoner years ago calculated if Jesus just fulfilled eight of those 109 prophecies, the probability is 1 in 10 to the 17th power. Wow. So that, is, that is a 1 followed by 17 zeros. That is mathematically impossible for anybody 700 years later to show up and fulfill exactly as the prophet Isaiah and the other prophets said it. 
Uh, for instance, we're talking about a man who's suffering. Now, he expects the Messiah to walk in, you know, get all the gold and money and, and armies and follow him. But Matthew 15, 21 says, from that time on, Jesus can't explain this fact that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and chief priests and teach the law, that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So Jesus was telling them what the prophecies predicted, and it came true. It actually came true. I mean, that, that's impossible unless you have the foreknowledge of God. That's right. That, and you know, that's why the Bible is so reliable, Nathan, and we pray that people will pay more attention to it, because if they did, it will be so inspiring and helpful uh, to guide them and to lead them. Exactly. Exactly. The Bible is like the football team's playbook. You don't see a football team go out on the field and just wing it. Right. You know, they have a play. They, they practice. They memorize. They know exactly what to do. And, hey, you know, the opposing team's doing this. All right, we switch tactics and we do that. You know, that's what the football playbook provides for the Christian, for, for anybody, really, but primarily for the Christian. The Bible is our playbook for life. It tells us how to live, what's right and wrong. It tells us how to have relationships. And most importantly, it shows us how Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that we put our faith and trust in him, that we will be saved as well. That's where verse 4 comes in. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. And here is probably the most amazing of all the verses and about the Messiah. That he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Wow. Nathan, that is an amazing passage. And you know, and it goes back there also with Isaiah uh, 52 that you referenced to earlier. And there in verse um, 15, So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut up their uh, mouths at him. For what had not been told of them, they shall see. And what they had not heard, they shall consider. Isaiah 52, 15. And, and Nathan, that is just amazing. Uh, what you just shared with us there in verse 4, uh, regarding the love of God. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him uh, will not perish but have eternal life. And that's what we're seeing in verse 4, right, Nathan? Oh, exactly. I mean, this is the reason that Jesus came. His whole life, His whole purpose was to give up His... And this is amazing, that blows my mind, you know. Picture, and you have to make a comparison to get it, picture giving up all you are as a person and becoming an ant. Right. And, you know, all the intelligence, all the uh, abilities, the everything that the benefits of being a human being, and you decide to become an ant. And that's what God did. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who, who was there at the beginning of everything, who created everything, who had the power to do it all. You know, and then stuck him inside a womb where he couldn't do anything. Right. And made him a baby and he had to grow up as a human and be surrounded by people that are evil all the time, which when you're pure, that's, you know, that's so hard. That's like, you know, coming out of a shower and you're surrounded by people that just crawled out of the sewer. You know, it's, it's hard to deal with. And, and he gave up all that so that he could die on the cross and the punishment that came on us because of our sins then came on him. Yeah. And so that we put our faith and trust in him, that punishment goes to Jesus, it goes off us, and then God can look at us and say, you are pure, you are clean, you can be with me in heaven forever. Wow, what a wonderful blessing. And of course, for those of you that are watching us live, you're tuning into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the prophecy of Isaiah 53. Our lines are open. If you're in need of prayer, if you have a question or a comment, feel free to call us, 305 992 
9537. You can post there on the blog and we will be able to take your questions and your comments as well. You know, Nathan, that is a great point. Verse 4 uh, tells us clearly in verse 5 why he was stricken. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And, and we're all sinners, right, Nathan? And, and Jesus came and he paid a price for our sins, right? Exactly. We as sinners, and people say, well, what's sin? Well, sin is, is rebellion against God. It's an attitude, a heart issue, where we rebel against God, then we act out against God by breaking His moral law. Yes. And by doing so, it's like uh, you know, murdering somebody. When you murder somebody, then you have broken the law of the land. You must then stand before the judge, and he will say you are condemned. And that's the same way with God. He's the judge of the universe. We have broken his moral law, we have sinned in our heart, we have murdered and committed adultery and stolen all in our heart and in action, and we stand before God guilty. But then, pictures Jesus Christ coming in and going to prison and death sentence, taking the death sentence for us, and then beating death by coming back to life. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus, that death sentence passes to Jesus, we are exonerated, we're free, the judge says you're innocent, and then we can move on with our lives and, and be in heaven, and Jesus did that for us. What amazing love, huh? That is incredible, and that is what's being offered right now, right, Nathan, to anyone that is watching or listening, that is still the free gift uh, that God offers to all humanity, to all those that would choose uh, to accept it, and Nathan, I know we only have about two minutes left of the program, but I wanted to see maybe you will give that person watching or listening, an invitation for them to come and to receive of God's uh, glorious blessing uh, of His grace. Would you be able to share that? I think the key to that, brother, is, is go on to next to verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. In other words, we're like sheep. Instead of following the shepherd, we're like, hey, we're just going to do our own thing. Forget you, God but that has caused terrible disaster in our lives. But the Lord laid on His own Son, Jesus Christ, the iniquity, our sins, upon Him. He took that death sentence for you. So you need then to reach out to Jesus Christ and pray in your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises that the death sentence will pass from you to His Son and that you will be forgiven. Mm, praise the Lord. Nathan, what a wonderful way uh, to close our program. And of course, there is so much more that we are going to be sharing in the upcoming programs regarding this. I mean, we just started to skim the surface. But Nathan, I want to thank you so much for being part of the program today and just for being able to encourage our listeners with this incredible prophecy here in Isaiah chapter 53. It's always a pleasure to have you on. It was a great pleasure. You know, I thought we'd do all of Isaiah 53, but there's just way too much <laughs> wonderful information in 53 that knock out the whole thing in half an hour. No, that gives us a good excuse, Nathan, for everyone to tune in to our following programs in the future, right, as we conclude Isaiah 53. Oh, I hope they do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, thank you all for tuning in to our program today. You're tuning in to the second by the prophecy of David and Nathan Jones. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.
bienvenido a nuestro programa La Verdad los Liberará, edición de Profecía Bíblica. En el día de hoy nosotros estamos transmitiendo de la área de aventura y Hallendale en vivo. Yo soy Dick Batista, es un placer estar aquí con ustedes. En el día de hoy nosotros vamos a compartir a través del tema de Isaías capítulo 53, la profecía del siervo sufriente. Así que le pedimos a ustedes que se mantenga sintonizado para nuestro programa en el día 2. Nuestra línea va a estar abierta. El teléfono es el 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. Nos encantaría que nos llamen con sus preguntas y sean parte del de programa. Pero antes de continuar, vamos a comenzar con un tiempecito de oración. Oremos. Padre, te damos gracias por este privilegio. Dios y esta oportunidad de nosotros poder estudiar tu palabra. Y Pablo, que nosotros notamos esta increíble profecía aquí en Isaías capítulo 53. Te pedimos, oh Dios, que abra nuestra mente y nuestros corazones para poder entender tu palabra. En el nombre de Jesús oramos. Amén. Amén. Una vez más, yo soy Vic Batista y están sintonizados aquí al programa La Verdad los liberará edición de Profecía Bíblica en el radio. El tema de hoy es ese de la profecía de Isaías, capítulo 53, de El Servidor Sufriente. El programa de hoy ha sido posible por el ministerio Calvary Chapel Aventura y la verdad los liberará. Más información a calvaryaventura.com o en Facebook en JN832. Igualmente queremos invitar a ustedes que se mantengan sintonizados en nuestro programa aquí durante la semana, los martes a las once y media de la mañana, el programa de la Escuela de Ministerio de Profecía Bíblica de Calvary Chapo, edición de radio. Yo y varios pastores tocamos diferentes temas a través de la escatología o la profecía bíblica. Igualmente queremos invitar a ustedes los miércoles aquí que se mantengan sintonizados para el programa de la profecía bíblica, eh, eh, la verdad los liberará, yo Vic Batista y mi buen amigo Nate Jones, que ustedes pueden encontrar ahí en la pantalla de Lanny Line Ministry, compartimos a través de diferentes temas de la profecía bíblica, escatología y eventos que están ocurriendo en nuestro tiempo. Y lo viernes, la perspectiva del pastor y la perspectiva del de pastor y también de las gentes que están en ministerios y yo y mi esposa Maureen Batista compartimos en esa edición del programa tocando diferentes temas bíblicos. Y no se pierdamos sábado a las 12 de la tarde, igualmente que lo viene a las 12 de la tarde, a, en el programa de El Micrófono Abierto, a lo que nosotros tocamos varios temas con varios pastores y líderes de la comunidad y ministerios y la cosa linda y maravillosa que Dios está haciendo en sus ministerios. Así que queremos que todos se mantengan sintonizados aquí en esta estación para esos programas. Eso es lo que ustedes que usan Facebook, síganos a nosotros en facebook.com rayita TV para más información a través de nuestros programas. Así que le damos gracias a ustedes por sintonizarse a los programas en el día de hoy. También queremos darle las gracias a eso de ustedes que nos apoyan a nosotros con sus oraciones y sus finanzas. Igualmente pueden tomar esa oportunidad de seguir apoyándonos a nosotros y siempre pueden encontrar más información de cómo pueden patrocinar un programa o apoyarnos llamándonos al 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. Y noten que nuestras líneas estarán abiertas ahora para nuestro programa. Lo pueden llamar ahora mismo. No nos pueden mandar un texto si tienen alguna pregunta o algún comentario. Así que lo invitamos a que nos llamen. Bueno, nuestro tema en el día de hoy es uno de gran importancia. En nuestra edición 
anterior que esta. Yo y Nathan John estábamos tocando aquí en Isaías capítulo 53 a través de esta increíble profecía que se encuentra aquí que muchas personas no entienden y están un poco confusas al significado de lo que nosotros estamos notando aquí en la profecía de Isaías 53. Así que queremos invitarlo a ustedes ahora que vayan con nosotros a Isaías capítulo 53, abran sus Biblias y sigan con nosotros. Eso que están mirando en vivo, que no tienen una Biblia, igualmente lo invitamos que oigan y escuchen estas increíbles escrituras. Isaías capítulo 53, comenzando en el versículo 1, la palabra nos dice, ¿Quién ha creído nuestro anuncio? ¿Y sobre quién se ha manifestado el brazo de Jehová? ¿Subirá cual renuevo delante de él? Noten esto. ¿Y cómo raíz de tierra seca no hay parecer en él? Ni hermosura le veremos más sin atractivo para que le deseamos. Dreperciado y desechado entre los hombres, varón de dolores, experimentando el quebrantamiento y como que escondimos de él el rostro. Fue menospreciado y no les timamos. Ciertamente llevó él nuestras enfermedades y sufrió nuestros dolores y nosotros le tuvimos por azotado, por herido de Dios y abatido. Mas él herido fue por nuestra rebelión, molido por nuestros pecados, y el castigo de nuestra paz fue sobre él, y su llaga fuimos nosotros curados. Ahora nosotros notamos esta increíble profecía aquí por el profeta Isaías. Y el profeta Isaías aquí claramente nos está hablando a nosotros de una persona no nos está hablando de la nación de Israel, pero nos está hablando de una persona que es el Mesías, que es Jesucristo, que él profetizó que iba a venir y iba a morir y también nos dio en detalles cómo él iba a sufrir, bueno, por nuestro pecado. Por eso que nosotros notamos aquí que esta profecía es del Mesías, el servidor sufrido, que murió y resucitó de los muertos, y ese es Jesucristo. Una profecía increíble, igualmente nos habla a través de esta profecía en los Salmos, igualmente como Isaías, y la palabra nos dice ahí en Isaías 53, note conmigo, el versículo 1, ¿Quién ha creído nuestro anuncio, y sobre quién se ha manifestado el brazo de Jehová? Subirá como renuevo delante de él, y como raíz de tierra seca, no hay parecer en él, ni hermosura, le veremos más inatractivo para que le deseamos. La palabra nos dice que Jesucristo cuando vino, Él creció, nació como un bebé, un niño, después fue desarrollado como todos los niños. Isaías capítulo 7, Isaías capítulo 9, San Mateo capítulo 1, San Lucas capítulo 1 y 2, nos habla a nosotros de esta profecía, de ese Mesías que iba a venir al mundo, que iba a salir de Nazaret, y que iba a crecer para morir en la cruz como fue profetizado por nuestros pecados. Y entonces la palabra nos da aquí grandes detalles, que eso no está hablando de una nación, pero está hablando de una persona. Y esa persona es el Mesías Jesucristo. Lamentablemente, hasta en el día de hoy, hay muchas personas que están confusos a través de esta profecía. Judíos, igualmente, todavía no aceptan que esto está hablando de el Mesías. Y muchas veces usan la referencia que esto está hablando bueno, simplemente de la nación de Israel. 
Pero eso es imposible porque si ustedes notan los detalles de esta profecía, está hablando de una persona. Y nosotros notamos que igualmente Isaías capítulo 52, ahí notando en el versículo 13, no da más detalle todavía para nosotros poder estar 100% seguro que está hablando este una persona y no de una nación. Porque si usted nota conmigo, vayan ahí a Isaías capítulo 52, note versículo 13 a versículo 15, nos dice ahí, he aquí que él, mi siervo, será prosperado, será engrandecido y exaltado, y será puesto muy en alto, como se asombraron de ti muchos. De tal manera fue disfigurado de los hombres, su parecer y su hermosura más que la de los hijos de los hombres. Así asombrará él muchas naciones. Los reyes caerán ante él, cerrarán la boca ante él. Noten la boca porque verán lo que nunca fue contado y entenderán lo que jamás había oído. Y aquí nos dice claramente que él va a rociar muchos, muchas naciones. Y aquí está hablando claramente de el Mesías. Jesucristo, como iba a sufrir, como iba a ser abofetado, y su parecer, la gente no lo iba a reconocer como un hombre, como una persona. Si ustedes notan en los evangelios, cuando Jesucristo, antes de ser crucificado, como sufrió, la gente nos dice que era difícil de reconocerlo, parecía un animal. Y entonces nosotros notamos igualmente su apariencia, no es como en el día de hoy. Lamentablemente en el día de hoy la gente eh, miran las fotos de Jesucristo y nosotros lo pintamos como un eh, Jesucristo americano, alto, lindo, ojos azules, eh, que muchas personas lo miran y dicen, wow, qué hombre más hermoso. Pero aquí no dice que no tenía nada de hermosura para atraer a nadie. Lo que debe de atraer a la persona en el día de hoy es la palabra de Dios y la increíble profecía que nosotros estamos notando aquí a través de la palabra de Dios. Y por eso es que nosotros queremos invitarlo a ustedes, familia. Si tienen alguna pregunta, pueden llamarnos. Nuestra línea está abierta. El teléfono local es el 305-992-9537. Nos pueden llamar, nos pueden mandar un texto. Igualmente nos pueden llamar o mandar un texto al 321-363-8463 o 321-END-TIME, 321-END-TIME, y me encantaría oír de ustedes, pero esta es una profecía que es increíble. Nosotros damos los detalles, sin duda está hablando de el Mesías, que es Jesucristo. Igualmente, si ustedes notan conmigo, no solamente nos dice ahí esa profecía en el versículo 1 y 2, de Isaías 53, los detalles de él, pero note el versículo 3. Versículo 3 dice, despreciado y desechado entre los hombres, varón de dolores, experimentado en quebranto, y como que escondimos de él el rostro, fue menospreciado y no les estimamos. Y aquí la palabra nos dice claramente que Jesucristo vino al mundo y mucha gente lo despreciado, hasta el día de hoy los judíos lo deprecian, no lo aceptan como su Mesías. Ellos todavía están esperando supuestamente su Mesías y han rechazado el Mesías que ya vino, que era Jesucristo. La palabra nos dice claramente en el Evangelio de San Juan, en el capítulo 1, 
para eso de ustedes que están sintonizados, pueden ir con nosotros al Evangelio de San Juan capítulo 1, hablando de cómo Jesucristo vino, el Mesías, y muchos no le pusieron atención, no le hicieron caso. Y la palabra nos dice aquí, noten conmigo, el Evangelio de San Juan capítulo 1 nos dice, en el principio era el verbo, y el verbo era con Dios, y el verbo era Dios. Este era en el principio con Dios, todas las cosas por él fueron hechas, y sin él nada de lo que ha sido hecho fue hecho. En él estaba la vida, y la vida era la luz de los hombres. La luz en la tiniebla resplandece, y la tiniebla no prevalecieron contra ella. Hubo un hombre enviado de Dios cual se llamaba Juan. Este vino, noten, por testimonio para que diese testimonio de luz. Y nos dice aquí, a fin de que todos cre creyesen por él. No era el luz, sino para que diese testimonio de la luz. Aquella luz verdadera que alumbra a todo hombre venía a este mundo. Noten, el Evangelio de San Juan capítulo 1, versículo 10. En el mundo estaba, y el mundo por él fue hecho, pero el mundo no le conoció. A lo suyo vino, y a lo suyo no le recibiera. Mas todos los que reciben a los que creen en su nombre les dio potencia de ser hechos hijos de Dios. ¿Notaron eso? Los cuales no son engendrados de sangre, ni de voluntad de carne, ni de voluntad de varones, sino de Dios. Y aquí nos dice la palabra en San Juan, igualmente, como este Mesías, Jesucristo, vino para ser la luz del mundo. Pero que nosotros notamos, el mundo lo rechazó, no lo aceptaron. Exactamente lo que profetizó Isaías, en Isaías capítulo 53. Entonces, si ustedes regresan conmigo ahí a Isaías capítulo 53, nosotros notamos esta profecía que se fue declarada exactamente como nos dice la palabra. Y ahí Isaías 53 nos dice, despreciado y desechado entre los hombres, varón de dolores, experimentamos el quebrantamiento y como él que es escondido en su rostro, fue menospreciado y no le estimamos. Imagínense esto. Eso de ustedes que están sintonizados al programa. Eso que nos están oyendo a nosotros. En el día de hoy todavía hay millones y millones de gente que menosprecian a Jesucristo. Muchos han oído de Él. Pero hasta el día de hoy no lo aceptan a Él como el Mesías. No lo aceptan a Él como esa persona que no habló la palabra de Dios. Entonces, hermano y hermana, cualquiera de ustedes que esté sintonizado al programa... Nosotros queremos que ustedes sepan que la palabra de Dios es la verdad. Podemos confiar en la palabra de Dios, en la profecía de Dios. Dios dice que lo ama a ustedes y que tiene un plan para su vida. Ese plan se encuentra aquí en la palabra de Dios, en una relación personal con Jesucristo. Y si ustedes que están sintonizados en el día de hoy, deciden abrir su corazón. El Espíritu Santo se muda de estar con ustedes a estar en ustedes. Y le da a usted de vida eterna. Eso es un regalo, un don de Dios, por su gracia, que nosotros queremos ofrecerle a esos de ustedes que viven por fe y quieren aceptar esa realidad. Y la realidad es lo siguiente, que a donde quiera que ustedes están, ustedes pueden recibir esta gracia que Dios le ha dado. Simplemente confesando que Jesucristo es su Salvador. 
invitándolo a él que entre en su corazón como fue profetizado a través de la palabra de Dios. Pero muchos deciden quedarse en la tiniebla porque no quieren aceptar la verdad de la luz de Jesucristo. Pero queremos ofrecerle a usted que está sintonizado una oportunidad que por fe note las profecías que nos dice aquí. Simplemente tenemos que reconocer lo que la palabra nos dice y abrir nuestros corazones a la realidad de lo que nos dice la palabra. Muchas veces uno no, no tiene que entender todo, pero por fe le pedimos a Dios que nos ayude y que nos alumbre. Entonces, por eso lo que quiero es que, eso de ustedes que están sintonizados, que noten lo que nos dice la palabra de Dios, igualmente que fue profetizado en Romanos capítulo 10. Romanos capítulo 10, versículo 8, la palabra dice, más que dice, Cerca de ti está la palabra en tu boca, en tu corazón. Esta es la palabra de fe que predicamos. Que si confesares con tu boca que Jesús es el Señor y cree en tu corazón que Dios lo levantó de los muertos, serás salvo. Porque con el corazón se cree para justicia, pero con la boca confiesa para salvación. Pues la Escritura dice, todo aquel que en él creyese no se avergonzado. Porque no hay diferencia entre judío y griego, pues el mismo que es Señor de todo es rico para con todos los que le invocan. Porque todo aquel que invoca el nombre de Jesús será salvo. La palabra nos dice que todo eso de ustedes que están sintonizados, que están oyendo, que están mirando el programa, tal vez ahora en vivo o en el pasado, ustedes tienen la oportunidad de obtener la salvación eterna simplemente invocando el nombre de Jesucristo. Dios nos ha dado a nosotros la oportunidad de poder compartir estos programas con ustedes, compartir su palabra para darle a usted una oportunidad que venga y reciba a Jesucristo como su Señor y como su Salvador. Por eso es que quiero invitar a cualquiera de ustedes que esté sintonizado, en el día de hoy, consideren esta relación con Dios. Estas oportunidades muchas veces no vienen eh, solamente una vez. Así que usted nunca sabe lo que mañana le espera. Hoy es el día de la salvación, dice la palabra de Dios. Y por eso queremos darle a usted una oportunidad que reciban a Jesucristo en el día de hoy. Igualmente aquí nos profetiza la palabra de Dios, notando Romanos capítulo 10, versículo 14 en adelante, que dice, ¿Cómo pues invocarán aquel en cual no han creído? ¿Y cómo creerán en aquel que no han oído? ¿Y cómo oirán si a ver quién les predique? ¿Y cómo predicarán si no fuera enviados? ¿Y cómo está escrito? ¿Cuál hermosos son los pies de los que anuncian la paz? ¿De los que anuncian buenas nuevas? Nosotros en este programa, eso es lo que estamos haciendo, anunciando la buena nueva es el Evangelio de Jesucristo. Isaías 53 nos profetizó de ese Mesías. Ese Mesías es la buena noticia que nosotros le traemos a ustedes, diciéndole que ese es Jesucristo. Y ustedes hoy pueden aceptarlo a Él como su Salvador a través de este mensaje que nosotros le estamos trayendo a ustedes para que puedan conocer más la palabra de Dios. Entonces aquí nos dice en Romanos 10, 16, mas no todos obedecen al Evangelio. Pues Isaías dice, Señor, ¿quién ha recibido nuestro anuncio? Así que la fe es por oír y el oír por la palabra de Dios. Aquí nosotros notamos que Pablo, en el libro de Romanos, escrito 
más de 800, 700 años en el futuro, no habla a nosotros de lo que Isaías había escrito a través del de Mesías. Pablo igualmente confió en el Mesías como Jesucristo. Igualmente, él no escribe que si usted pone su fe, igualmente él le puede dar a usted la vida eterna por fe. Y entonces nosotros estamos que dice, pero digo, no han oído antes bien. Por toda la tierra ha salido la voz de ellos, y hasta los fines de la tierra sus palabras. También digo, no hay conocido esto Israel. No dice, primeramente, Moisés dice, yo os provocaré a celos con un pueblo que no es pueblo, con pueblos insensatos, aprovechará a ira. Y Isaías dice, resueltamente, fue hallado de los que no me buscaban, me manifesté a los que no preguntaban por mí. Pero acerca de Israel dice, todo el día extendí mis manos a un pueblo rebelde y contradicto. Nosotros no estamos familia, eso es ustedes que están sintonizados. Hoy, Dios está extendiendo la mano a usted que está sintonizado, a usted que está mirando el programa, y Él extiende la mano y te dice, yo te amo, yo tengo un plan para tu vida, te invito que me reconozcas, que por fe acepte quien yo soy y te daré la vida eterna. Los judíos en hoy en día los, no aceptan a Jesucristo por el Mesías. Hasta el día de hoy la mano de Dios está extendida a ellos. Va a llegar el punto en el, el tiempo de la tribulación que ellos iban a reconocer a Mesías pero va a ser después que más que un tercio de la nación de Israel va a ser destruida una vez más. Peor de lo que pasó en Hitler en el Holocaust. Así que la oportunidad de salvación es hoy. Y lo invitamos a ustedes. Abran su corazón a Jesucristo. A lo que todavía al tiempo. Así que quiero invitar a ustedes que tal vez están sintonizados. Si usted quiere recibir a Jesucristo hoy por fe. Quiero darle una oportunidad ahora mismo. Que ore para recibir el Mesías. Ese que Isaías 53 nos dice que fue sufrido por ustedes, por nuestro pecado, Él fue puesto en la cruz. Así que quiero invitar a usted que simplemente repitan una oración conmigo, a donde quiera que usted esté, tal vez está mirando este programa en vivo, tal vez lo está escuchando en vivo, tal vez lo está viendo o escuchando en un tiempo futuro. El mensaje es el mismo. Invite a Jesucristo en su corazón. Y quiero dar la oportunidad ahora mismo. Donde quiera que ustedes estén. Si quieren recibir a Jesucristo. Ese perdón de sus pecados. Ore esta oración conmigo. Diga Jesucristo. Te pido. Que me perdone. De mis pecados. Te invito a Jesús. Que entre. En mi corazón. Y que seas. Mi salvador. Llena ese vacío en mi corazón. Por fe te pido. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Amén. Y si usted oró esa oración por la primera vez, me encantaría oír de ustedes. No pueden llamar o no pueden mandar un texto. Y me encantaría darle más información a ustedes de esa decisión que ustedes acabaron de tomar. Bueno, yo soy Vic Batista. Están sintonizados al programa. La verdad los liberará edición de profecía bíblica. El tema es Isaías 53, la profecía del, del servidor sufrido, hablando de Jesucristo. Y bueno, a lo que cerramos nuestro programa, solamente nos queda unos minuticos más. Queremos invitarlos, ustedes todavía no pueden llamar, no pueden mandar un texto. 
eso que nos están mirando en vivo ahí a través de tweetcasting.tv igualmente tweet.tv pueden poner su blog y su post ahí sus preguntas y sus oraciones y nos encantaría eh, nosotros poder orar por ustedes pero nosotros nos vamos aquí a lo que cerramos Isaías capítulo 53 bueno esta primera edición vamos a tener que hacer otra edición pero notamos que nos dice ahí en el versículo 5 Isaías 53 más el herido fue por nuestros rebeliones molido por nuestros pecados el castigo de nuestra paz fue sobre él y por su llaga fuimos nosotros curados lo dejo simplemente con esto no importa ¿Qué usted haya hecho en su vida? ¿Qué clase de pecado haya cometido? ¿Grande o pequeño? ¿El pasado o el presente? Si usted pone su fe en Jesucristo, la promesa es que lo limpia y lo perdona de todo pecado. Y por eso fue que Jesucristo murió en la cruz, para que ustedes sepan cuánto Él lo ama. Él abrió sus manos y te dijo, yo te amo así. Así es que quiero que ustedes sepan que Dios lo ama, que tiene un plan para su vida y que Él, si usted pone su fe en Él, lo perdona de todo, todo pecado, lo lava y lo limpia de acuerdo a la palabra de Dios en primera de Juan, capítulo 1, versículo 5, nos dice, este es el mensaje que hemos oído de Él y os anunciamos. Dios es luz y no hay ninguna tiniebla en Él. Si decimos que tenemos comunión con Él y andamos en tinieblas, mentimos y no practicamos la verdad. Pero si andamos en luz como Él está en luz, tenemos comunión uno con otro y la sangre de Jesucristo, su Hijo, nos limpia de todo pecado. Si decimos, no tenga aquí, si decimos que no tenemos pecado, nos engañamos a los unos mismos, a la verdad no está en nosotros. Si confesamos nuestros pecados, Él es fiel y justo para perdonar nuestros pecados y limpiarnos de toda maldad. Si decimos que no hemos pecado, le hacemos a Él mentiroso y su palabra no está en nosotros. Bueno, eso de ustedes que oraron y confesaron su pecado a Jesucristo, Él lo ha limpiado de todo pecado. Eso de ustedes que todavía no lo han aceptado, quiero orar con ustedes que el Espíritu Santo le abra sus ojos y que Dios le dé a usted el don de gracia de recibir a Jesucristo. Padre, gracias por todo eso que están sintonizado. Que usted lo bendiga a ellos en el día de hoy. Lleno de su espíritu, de su amor y de su paz. Oramos en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Bueno, eso es todo el tiempo que tenemos para nuestro programa en el día de hoy. Yo soy Vic Batista. Gracias por sintonizarse aquí a nuestro programa. De la verdad os liberará de profecía bíblica edición de radio que Dios me lo bendiga y si Dios quiere hasta la que a semana que viene nuestra iglesia va a estar abierta para que ustedes que tengan algunas preguntas nos llamen a nosotros una vez más si necesitan oración nos pueden llamar que se pase un lindo día que Dios me lo bendiga